Welcome to the Spiritual Sanctuary, where we come together every Sunday as a community to share spiritual teachings as both students and teachers of everything related to God, divinity, ascension, 5D consciousness, and the law of attraction. My name is Lisa Dovgish, and I'm a manifestation mindset coach. My name is Laura Gray. I'm a life coach, spiritual mentor, and intuitive healer. And to start our episode together, I want to take three deep breaths together to create divine alignment. And so wherever you are, I ask that you sit comfortably, close your eyes if possible, and go ahead and take a deep breath in. And exhale. Take another deep breath in. And exhale. One last time. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. Release. Sweet. All right. I'm excited for today's episode. Lisa, do you want to kick us off with our topic? Yes, so our topic for this episode is being your authentic self. And the first thing that we want to do, because we really liked the question format that we did last week, we'll kind of go into a question and talk about our own experiences. But first, let's start out by answering the question, what does being your authentic self mean to you? Okay, so you just asked the question, but I want you to kick off the answer. Can you do that? Yes, I can do that. (laughs) Okay, so being your authentic self. For me, when we were thinking about this topic, something that actually just came to me was that being your authentic self is actually a form of honoring God. And the reason that I see it that way is because I think that When it comes to honoring God, we talk about the idea of your body is a temple and we talk about how you are a spark of the divine creator. So obviously when you allow your spark to shine as brightly as possible, then you are honoring God in the highest way possible because God wants nothing from you but for you to be your authentic self because our authentic self is infinite love it's infinite light that's what we are that's our the core of our being and so when you allow yourself to be the truest expression of yourself then you're honoring yourself you're honoring god so that's what i think that it really means and something else that i think about is excuse me <clears throat> we got some throat chakra stuff going on this morning. <laughs> my I do, my I, voice is feeling hoarse too. I know. I <laughs> last night we were supposed to record and and uh, I had just gotten off of an hour long call, like hour and a half. Like I was up with the, with the client for a while, and my throat was already sore. So I was like, "Oh my god!" Like <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to record this podcast and not sound like a donkey. <laughs> And it was meant to be because I, I totally forgot Lisa texted me. She was like, are you ready to record the podcast? And I was like, oh, um, I'm not home. we're on our way to dinner right now. <laughs> and then we're recording today, so it all worked out. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. But why don't you answer the question, Lau? Okay, well, before I answer the question, I want to throw it back at you one more time. Because I really want to know, what's your personal experience been with being your authentic self because obviously like stepping into this spiritual faith and this path it comes with a lot of judgment um i know like you've started your tiktok recently and you've been getting a lot of criticism on there and it's (laughs) been is a minefield of 13 year olds i know but it's like i so many opinions no i looked at at the comments and i saw people like Say I don't remember if it was necessarily on yours, but I've seen it on similar, where it's like God isn't real, like you're an idiot, you know, something like that. Which it's totally oh fine. Like everybody has their own, their own journey and their own place of the journey. But what's your experience been feeling confident and feeling able to fully express yourself in your full authentic way without having that societal stigma or that fear of not being accepted as you are? A hundred percent. That's a really good question. So what comes to mind to me, and this is something that if anybody watches Aaron Dowdy or follows Aaron Dowdy, he's constantly using the scale of, 
uh, I think it's spiral dynamics. And what it is, it just is, it's the scale that maps the human consciousness and how we go from like the, the lowest part of our consciousness, which is like tribalism and like you like us against them mentality. And then it goes up on the, on the scale. And I feel like when we are evolving in our own consciousness, we go through the same process, which that's what it is too. It's about how society evolves and then also how individually we evolved and how we go up the scale. And so at some point in there, you know, it's, it's very, um, ego driven and things like that. So I think that, um, for me, you know, since we're talking about kind of the TikTok topic and how just dealing with hate and all these different things, I think that when you are starting to be your authentic self, there's this interesting line that you walk on where, especially when you're on a spiritual path, you have to balance spirituality just being a token of your ego, like, oh, this is like what makes me who I am, versus actually finding in spirituality, in these practices, what rings true to you and sticking to that instead of just following what everyone says is the thing you should be doing and doing that. So I think that that's one of the issues that we run into. But let's talk about kind of my path of getting to this point with this issue that I'm having right now. Um, So I think that as I'm thinking about the spiral dynamics, right, and the reason that I was thinking about that is because I was thinking about how in the past I have seen being your authentic self and what that means and how I see it now. And in the past, I think that, you know, just like being a teenager and um, starting to find out things that I cared about and things like that, I think at the when I was a teenager, for me, it was more about like my values and and how I can be the best possible person in my perception of what a good person is. And at the time, it was someone who's a feminist, who fights for justice, who does all these things which now I see as actually really polarizing. So I don't identify with that as much. Obviously, I want, you know, equality for all, but um, I don't align with a lot of the, the way that these issues have been skewed to just invite more duality, more polarity these days. That's something that we can, you know, talk about on another episode. But um, so I think at the time, that's what it was for me as very like me against other people who don't believe the same way that I do and very much not, you know, accepting any other opinion. So it was very just like, what do I think? And kind of just framing my, what I think is the best thing for the world and for the people at large. And then uh, when I was in college, my identity started to shift from, you know, what I think and kind of being the, the black sheep in my family which I've always been that, but at the time when I was really into like, oh, you know, social justice, my stepdad, who is no longer my stepdad, but at the time my stepdad, he was a huge Trump supporter. And so obviously being like a feminist radical, all these things, I was like, no Trump. Um, and it, it, it definitely created some tension in the in the household. So that went on for a while. And then when I got into college and I got into improv, then my identity and being my authentic self became, again, it's like what I cared about. I love doing improv, but it also became the community that I was in. So I very much identified myself as though I'm an improviser in this community of people. So it goes from me thinking, okay, these are my personal values, like me as a person, then it became how I identify with, you know, the people around me and like how that shapes me and the things that I like to do and enjoy. And then as I've evolved through my path and realized that your community doesn't define you, um, I've gotten to a point now where I think that for me, being my authentic self is more of an action of tuning in every single day and it's a constant it's a constant practice of attunement like figuring out what feels right for you in that moment and figuring out what every single day is the right thing to do and so i think that 
with that with that you know thought I think that being your authentic self for me now is honoring myself and honoring in the sense that I forgive myself fully for any shortcomings that I perceive. I fully accept who I am in this moment as best as I can. And I try to do the things that I think are best for me. And for me, that's focusing on my business. It's allowing myself to enjoy my life, to step into my feminine and to receiving. It's meditation. It's all of these different things that I enjoy doing and reading, reading books too, right? That's one of it is like getting as much knowledge as possible and doing what feels right for me. But part of that, like I said, right, it's about honoring myself. So it's less about having all of these things that I think I should be doing and then doing all of them every single day. It's more about tuning into what feels right and forgiving myself if I don't do the things I think I should be doing. And instead, you know, I just told you that like, last night I fell asleep watching videos on my phone, right? And I'm not beating myself up over it today. I'm not like, oh, or not last night, it was the night before. Um, and I'm not like, oh, how dare I do that? Like, I know that that's not good for how me. How dare you watch videos on your phone, <laughs> exactly. Lisa. Exactly. And so that's where I think that being your authentic self is both figuring out what is important to you, what you value, but then also not holding yourself to such a standard where you actually hurt yourself and you're judging yourself. And if we look at the course, um, A Course in Miracles, it talks about this as well, right? Having complete uh, acceptance and having complete forgiveness, right? Atonement, healing, part of it is just learning to forgive others and you have to forgive yourself and as well because you are an other <laughs> also. So I think that that's what it's become for me now is um, doing that as well. And the more that I have gone through this journey, the more that I've seen people who align to my path align on my path. So like I met you last November and my family is so much more accepting of my opinions when even a year ago they would have been like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you like um, felt any backlash from your friends or your community when it comes to your spirituality, like people who think that you're crazy? I haven't necessarily experienced backlash. And the reason is because as I've been on this path, I think that it's because I have been able to remove myself from situations before they became that before they could, you know, um, before I could be ridiculed for the things that I believe, because when you're beginning to really go down the rabbit hole, you're in a really vulnerable place because it's a lot of unknowns and you're not, you, you haven't found your footing yet. You're not stable in who you think you could be and who you think you are. And so I was very, um, I was very intentional and very careful with what I did during that time while I was finding my footing. So I actually, it was just a, a very, it was just like a process of removal. Like I, I had a best friend who I was friends with for a, a long time from uh, freshman year of high school up until I would say 2018. We were, you know, best friends. And so then that would be like 20 you know, like 2013 to 2018. So like five years, we were, we were best friends for a while. And I didn't, we just didn't align anymore. And so I, it was just, it, it happened on both sides. Like we, it didn't make sense to be friends anymore, because just nothing aligned. Like there was nothing we could really talk about that was that we had in common. And the friendship just kind of faded because of that. And that was okay, you know, like it, it was fine. And then I also removed myself from the improv community. So the year leading up to quarantine 2019, I didn't do improv most of that year. I did get invited to do a few kids shows and kids shows are safe. So I'll do kids shows regardless because there's no talk of politics or mm -hmm. any of these other things. Uh, and before that, I actually did a whole show uh, called Fox News. And it was just a ridicule of Fox News. And 
it was a super fun show. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. And before that, that's with that same group, we did a show called uh, Shark Tank, <laughs> like a parody of Shark Tank. And they were super fun shows. I love everyone that I've met and been able to do shows with on that. But what I realized once I started going down the rabbit hole of understanding who I am and my values and my beliefs, I realized that created so much polarity and I was and I was really contributing to a lot of duality mm-hmm. and things that I didn't agree with anymore, like calling people idiots for having opinions that are different than mine, right? Which is basically what those shows were, is just, you know, a lot of hatred on people who have different opinions. And so... I started removing myself and it was kind of layers of removal. So it was like my best friend, the community that I thought, you know, I had to be a part of. And then even my relationship with what I perceived to be my twin flame. I think he definitely is my twin flame because the universe like threw so many signs at us that we were. And I still to this day think that we're twin flames. I don't know if he would agree, (laughs) but it was also a a removal of that relationship as well, because I realized the things that I believe and, the things that I like to talk about, and this is something I've talked to you about, where I want to, I want all of my relationships to feel like I can fully be myself and I can fully express any of my opinions without feeling like I'm being judged for them or what we just talked about, right? And so for me, anytime that I perceive that there may be a chance of that happening, at the time, like when I was still kind of developing myself, I shed a lot of opportunities of that happening and I think now that I found my footing I'm okay to re-enter those spaces and to re-enter you know the improv community so I'm very I'm I'm strong in what I believe and I'm not going to just be knocked over because somebody said it was silly right and I think that going back to kind of the TikTok thing that's a real ego check because you're you go into reaction mode when somebody you know says something mean to you on a on a um on a comment. And that was something that was really new to me because I had done so much work to remove all those layers of potential judgment that receiving that when I had done so much work to remove it and to keep myself safe in the early stages, it was a shock because I was like, I can't, I, I, I don't even believe that there's people like this in the world. Like, cause I haven't experienced it because you definitely I've, like you wrap yourself in this little bubble with, and I think all of us do, like with the people you surround yourself with, your friends, your family, your community. And when you don't yeah. put yourself out there like that, you don't tend to have anything come in and, and disrupt that bubble. So like you said, exactly. it's like you kind of got rid of anything that could possibly hurt you because you were in such a vulnerable state. But then you really <laughs> like it all kind of <laughs> flooding in and it like burst your bubble and you were like, oh my God. <laughs> like what but that's the thing is I think that you build this bubble and then you forget you're in a bubble (laughs) and then somebody bursts your bubble and you're like wait a second like the the real the whole world isn't like this (laughs) so I think that that's definitely that's what my experience was is uh dealing with all of these haters because that's what they are is it's a real ego check because it reminds you and I think it's a real test from the universe too it's just like do you believe what you say you believe what you say you believe is that love and light for all, like we want to respect everyone's opinions. And if someone's opinion is that they commented bullshit and that's it on your video, <laughs> and that's their opinion, you know, we have to respect that and send them love and light. So it was a real ego check for sure because I, again, it's like I removed all these layers and now I'm having to learn these lessons that I didn't learn while I uh, put myself in a bubble. Right. And now I'm I'm having to deal with the rest of the world. And that's just going to grow. Right. Like the more that this podcast grows, the more that my my personal channels and things grow, there's going to be people that just post hateful shit. And that's part of that's just part of being a content creator and existing in this world. So. Yeah, that's been that's been my journey and the struggle that I'm going through now. But why don't you tell us about your journey? <laughs> yeah, I, definitely. Well, I feel like it relates a lot to what you were saying, and especially the last part about putting yourself out there. I told you I'm, I'm working on this interview now, answering questions. Um, I won't give anything away about it yet, but basically my message of the interview is 
to just choose love and to choose love in every situation. That's really every single one of my answers comes down to that. And that's a very political interview. But like, I already know that people are going to hate me for that. Like, they're going to be <laughs> really triggered. How dare you want to love the world? <laughs> exactly. Like, how dare you tell me to be more loving? Like, I know there's going to be that reaction. And I've been trying to, I guess, word my answers in a way, because I don't want to trigger too many people, just because I want the message to come across to right. those who aren't necessarily open to it yet, right? I want to, like, wrap it in as many blankets as I can. Put but as without, many bubbles. <laughs> without, losing the, without losing the message of it, without losing its essence. So that's something I've really been working on. And I don't think I'm afraid of any backlash on it i think it'll have get a positive reaction from most i'm sure some will not agree with it i feel like i imagine that i'd be able to handle it but that's kind of like how you were too you were like oh it'll be fine and then it was like coming in and you were like wow like this your is ego not is easy. I'm telling you it's a real ego check you're like whoa i didn't even realize that i had these reactive parts of uh-huh. my ego still still alive but it's like your ego is very well it's healthy. It's been eating. It's just it's been thriving. gearing up for this moment. <laughs> it's been hibernating. So it's like buffed up on steroids. Like, I'm ready. Ready to take it out on everyone. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, where did you come from? <laughs> You're like this all peaceful, loving, just being, just walking around. I love this earth. I love the plants. I love all of the people. I'm ready to fucking come for you guys. Maybe I shouldn't come. But. I don't know if you've seen that TikTok that's like, I'm feeling the effects of masculinity. I'm to go war. <laughs> like, that's what it makes me think of. I love that. Okay, so let me get into kind of my experience being my authentic self. So I feel like it was a little bit different for me because my mom's very spiritual. And I mean, like, she's... I remember growing up, she taught me about God, but not in a, like, in a non-pushy way. I feel like I, I learned about traditional Christianity, about the story of Jesus, who God was, but she was, it was very much like, you know, just, this is what I believe, this is the story, figure out what you want to figure out, like, do it, you know what I mean? It was never really pushed on us. We never really went to church, maybe, like, for Christmas, for the little play that they put on. I feel like I'm calling it a little play and someone might be like, it's called the blah, blah, blah. What is it called? It's called the Nutcracker, you fucking dimwit. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm talking about the birth of Jesus. What's it called? I know what you're talking about. I was joking. Oh. Uh, it's the the nativity play. I don't know. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> the play. It it's it beautiful. Play. It's beautiful. No, it's wonderful. So I was an angel in one of those because I went to a private Christian school from kinder to third and so i was i was an angel in first girl i have a legit i have a memory of being mary but i feel Ooh. like maybe i'm wrong <laughs> it's from a last it's from a past life maybe like from i feel like my brain record. might be fooling me like if my mom listens to this she could be like what are you talking about you never played mary but i feel like i remember i remember like, playing in, in one and life. i i think i remember wearing the little like headscarf Anyway, that's like far away. Like I was probably like four or five, so that must have been real cute. Little five-year-old me holding baby Jesus. <laughs> and when you're a baby. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah, I was raised like I didn't have religion pushed on me at all. But my mom is very spiritual, and she, and I feel like even just talking about this, I'm like immediately going into spirituality because I feel like that is a lot of my identity right like that's what I self-identify with a lot in my in my present day but yeah so she never really pushed anything on me but she's very spiritual and and increasingly so so like the older she got the more spiritual she got the older I got the more spiritual she got the more she learned about different things and I remember her taking me to a reconnective healing class I must have been like I want to say I was maybe like 12 or 13 um, it was a reconnective healing class, and you basically learn to start working with energy. And that's what I do. I'm, I'm an energy healer now. I do energy work. And it was definitely, it was powerful, and it was interesting. But it was more so, I feel like, something that she was like, oh, that'll be fun. They have, like, it's kids' class. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure, I'll go. 
not really like knowing what to expect from it. But then I learned about reconnective healing and then I kind of passed my knowledge on to her. I taught her how to feel and work with the energy. And then I dropped it after that. I was, you know, I was 12 years old. Like I could, I could care less. I was just being <laughs> a teenager. I was about to go to high school and she really got into it. She started doing energy work and then she started getting into like ET work, like connecting to ETs and she has her whole, her whole path with that. But she definitely, she taught me so many spiritual concepts. She taught me about the power of your mind. I remember she was really interested in that for a while. She told me about, you know, this man, I don't it's probably like a common, a popular story about this man who had written, I'm going to win the lottery on this piece of paper and then put it under his pillow and slept on it every single night. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was kind of like, and then he won, he won the lottery. So that was for me kind of like that introduction to like, okay, your thoughts are really powerful. They create your reality. But again, it was never something I really went, a path that I went down. And I feel like I'm just blanking out on my life. Like, my <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? What am Floating I experiencing? <laughs> I feel like I've always struggled to a certain extent with my identity. I, I feel like at my core... I've always been very kind and loving and grounding, but I would feel like who I was was kind of like boring or lame or just not cool enough. So I would, I was like, I feel like if I, even if I look back at all the friends I've had, I've been in a lot of different friend groups throughout high school and I feel like they were all so different and I, in some way, shape or form, adjusted myself to each and every one of them to play the certain character that be the certain mm-hmm. person in order to be accepted. And I can really see that looking back at it now, but I think everybody does that in high school. You're really still trying to find out who you are, like trying to discover your own identity. Um, but I kind of remember even looking at my mom and like, this goes up into, you know, being in my twenties I'm 24 now, but like early 20s, like 20, 21, 18, 19, kind of those years. My mom was really heavy into the spirituality. Um, And I remember I believed her in the sense that I was like, okay, like I know my mom's not, she's not crazy. She's not a liar. She's not making stuff up. Like I can acknowledge that she's having this genuine experience. I just don't know if I just don't connect with it, it doesn't feel real to me. I don't really relate to it. I don't know who God is. I don't know what God means to me. Kind of had that bad taste in my mouth when it came to really um, religious or spiritual people. Cause I was like, you guys are like a little wacky and crazy and, and totally that judgment, right? Like that egoic phase that you were talking about. Um, and so the transition for me started a year ago where I started realizing these things about myself and I got, it's kind of started with law of attraction stuff. I feel like it starts that way for a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. just being interested in the law of attraction. And, and I've always, I feel like it's, it's been more than just that, right? It's not like I learned about the law of attraction and I was like, Oh my God, this is brand new. Like it was, it was always there. It was always part of who I was and my general knowledge. Like I've been accumulating information and lessons and wisdom over my life and it just came to this point where it made a lot of sense and I was like yeah I feel like I already knew this but it's like putting more of like a word to it and giving me something to consume that teaches me more about it um, and encourages me to learn more about it and so then I learned to do Reiki which was totally aligned on my path and I've just been, I feel like I've been running on the treadmill for like this past year. This is how I describe it to people. I feel like I've been running on the treadmill trying to like catch up. And not that I'm trying to catch up because I want to be at a certain point. I just feel like we're in this transition of spiritual awakening. And for us light workers, this is the time that we're really being kind of, you know, it's time for us to awaken to our truth. It's time for us to awaken to our true nature and to do the work that we're here to do. And so no matter what age you are, I feel like, like my mom, she's a light worker too, but she's been doing this for years now. And then when you look at my grandma, my grandma's very psychic. 
and she never really did anything with it. She's kind of had little stories here and there, but nothing concrete. And she like has been on the treadmill too this past year. Like it's or like probably the past three years for her, but really, really recently, she's been getting a lot of psychic messages coming through, which is brand new to her. And so. I feel like I've been on the treadmill, you know, like my conscience is like, okay, it's time, like, this is starting now, catch up, and it's like, put the speed on a freaking nine, and I've just been running, and everything's <laughs> been happening really fast, which I think is so, so, so awesome, like, I'm really, I have fun with it, and I enjoy it, and I love all this progression, but it's definitely changed who I am so drastically, because I used to be such an egoic person. I used to love to gossip, talk about people, complain, um, to complain about my life. Like, not necessarily that I wasn't this really negative person by any means, but that's definitely part of how I connected with my friends was, you know, talking about my relationship and talking about things I was struggling with or complaining about work or complaining about whatever, yeah, just complaining about life, but not in such a dark way. I think we can all, all relate. That's kind of what we tend to do. Um, and obviously, like I said, gossiping a lot with my family, with my friends. I was very sarcastic for a really long time, especially at work. I have, We have this very, like, I worked at Starbucks. And this is nothing to say about Starbucks. Like, they're a great company. And, like, I'm sure there's other, not every store is the same way. Not every person is the same way. But in general, what I've noticed is, it breeds kind of this environment of I hate this job. I hate the people that come in Mm -hmm. and it's not intentionally at all. It's not like the company is promoting that environment. It's just at that age. It's just customer service. Yeah. Like the people that work there. And then also just the, you're not doing what you want to be doing. Like what you want to do for the rest of your life is not be a Starbucks barista. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that that's where it comes from too. Exactly. I feel it's like this, but I've even, cause in the last, I feel like the last few years, I worked for Starbucks for five years and the last two years for me were way more positive, like actually enjoying the job, like connecting to the people and being in a good mood and showing up in like this good mood every day. But there was a long time. There was three years there where I was just caught up in that rut of, Oh, people are so annoying. Like, this person's so annoying getting a sugar free vanilla latte with whipped cream. Like, what's the point? You know? And it's like, it's so stupid. Like, I think about it, I'm like, why? Like, it's so stupid for me to even be having those kinds of thoughts. How dare they enjoy things? Exactly. I was so inconvenienced by everything. Like, everything was an inconvenience. I just took my own unhappiness and misery out. Mm-hmm. on the world and on my job and everything was just oh the, my manager is so annoying and my coworkers are so annoying and I, even when I was a supervisor for a while and I was like kind of b-i-t-c-h you know I was I was not <laughs> not a cute. good supervisor you know it wasn't it wasn't a cute <laughs> moment um I was very much like and I think I've realized this about myself too is that I gain a lot of my validation, external validation from how I self-identify and how I present myself to the world. So for a while there, it was as this like intimidating supervisor where I would, I just remember people would like, literally people on their first day would like walk in, like come up to me and they would be like, oh, like, are you Laura? And I'd be like, it's loud to you. Go do this. Like that's their first impression of me. They would always be like, I'm like, I don't know if she likes me. Like, I think like I'm kind of scared of her and that would fuel me I would be like yes it's a total power play yeah exactly exactly but that Mm -hmm. really like that's what made me feel good about myself that's what like it's what um the Celestine vision talks about yeah I was just thinking that yeah it's your control drama so mine was like the the manipulator like the and I wasn't like some evil person by any means but I was just trying to gain energy from other people by stepping into this persona and later on it very much switched to this more of like a mentor teacher place mm-hmm. where I would get energy by being a mentor or a teacher. And I feel like I'm still working through that because obviously the work that I do, I am a mentor and I notice myself getting very, very triggered when people will try to like teach me something that I already know. Oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent. No, like, I experienced the I same am? thing. <laughs> who do you, um, you think I don't know this? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I I think I've, I've gotten a lot better because I'm starting, I'm seeing a business coach now. I'm working with a business coach. that's helping me just 
be better with the business side of things. But our first call was like a mindset call. And she was teaching me about um, how your thoughts create your reality, how your thoughts drive action, um, the victim mentality or things happening to you. She was like an hour call. Like she's like teaching me about all these things. But I really like, I, I didn't feel my, I felt my ego being triggered a little bit initially, but I was just like, this is just like her program. Like I'm just going to follow her. Like it's, I think I, I need, it's good for me to have that self-reflection too, right? For me to get to listen to that and not immediately be like, oh, I already know this. Because even though I know it, I'm not necessarily always applying it to my own life. Mm-hmm. I don't do my affirmations every day. I don't meditate every single day. I'd love to put on this persona. I'm like, oh, I'm just a spiritual guru and I do all these incredible things and I'm just, <laughs> I'm so in alignment. Like, I spend three hours on my phone on TikTok and get off feeling like shit about myself because I'm like, oh my God, I should have done something productive. I actually deleted TikTok for that reason. But, like, I'm still a human being. I'm not this perfect person and these lessons do still apply to me and I can dish them out as much as I want to all of my clients but I still need to follow my own advice. And sometimes I need somebody to remind me. Sometimes I need somebody to teach me, to tell me. And so I didn't feel my ego being triggered as much with that, but I definitely felt like she asked me, she was like, Oh, have you ever done like a higher self meditation? And I was like, that, like that's literally all I do. <laughs> that's just like, this is what <laughs> I do. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> but then it, I did the meditation. It turned out to be like a future self meditation. Which is something I hadn't done before, and I really, really loved, and I've applied it with my clients now. So, and I've, like, given them future self-meditations, and I was like, okay, like, initially I, I was like, that. oh, I, like, I already know what this is going to be. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like my identity is still very much attached to that being a teacher. So, I'm, I'm still getting to know myself. I'm still, like, figuring out right who am I really. And I, I do definitely feel like part of who I am and a really big part of who I am and not necessarily to identify with the spiritual side of things, but I am a sovereign being of God, you know, like I'm incredible loving. I'm this beautiful soul that's come here. Like I've kind of in a way identify with my past lives that I have knowledge of, but not in a way where this is something that came up yesterday for me too. And I know I was I wasn't triggered by it, but I was like kind of stepping into my talking shit a little bit to Theo, my fiance, because um, I was like it was I'm on this reincarnation group on Facebook, and it's people talking about past lives and reincarnations. Like, what do I expect? But people like so often are like, oh, like I've had all these past lives. Like I'm, I'm I've been a royal in a past life, and but then they talk about it in such detail, and they have all these pictures where like of their royal self with like next to it a picture of themselves in this current life, like having done their hair the same way, and like taking a picture to look exactly like that picture. And it's the way they talk about it. And then one woman was even like, yeah, like my husband back then was beheaded and like I found him, but he lives in on the other side of the world. I don't want to give too much information away. I don't want her to feel, uh, I don't know. I don't want anybody to know who I'm talking about. But I was just like, it, I feel like it's a form of escapism, right? It's like really, Ooh. really. Oh, I love, yeah. I love this. I love that you're bringing this up because <laughs> I have things to say about that too. Okay, it's so like. <laughs> And it's, I get it. Like, if you're not fully happy with your life, there's so many ways to escape. And that's just one of them. It's no different from drinking a lot or even, I think, people in our community very heavily identifying, oh, I'm just a spiritual being and, you know, or like stars. It's very detached. That's what I find, like, what you're talking about. It's this detachment that they have from being in this present vessel and whatever circumstances they are in their life exactly, and trying to escape that. And they don't see it as escapism because, Oh, it's the spiritual thing that I'm doing. Like it's, it's totally fine. Yeah, and like specifically what I'm talking about. Who I am. Yes. Yes. Part. So, and I think this is also part of going back to just like the, the theme of our podcast, right? Like, I think that's why a lot of people have trouble with religion too, because they're not allowing themselves to just enjoy being in this present moment and like living this life and being this person and identifying with certain things like having a human body comes with an ego it's okay to to 
you know, be in your ego and like have these identifying things. It's when you're only in your ego and there's not a balance between your soul and your ego that it becomes a problem. But specifically what I'm thinking about is astral projection. So many people want to, and on TikTok, it's this whole thing of like shifting realities. Mm -hmm. And I, it's gotten to a point where, which I want to like clarify, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you can astral project as much as you want. Like it's a super fun thing to do. But what I found is that a lot of people who gravitate towards it are people who are really unhappy with our life. And they're unhappy either with the relationships they have in their life or they're unhappy with like there's a lot of self-rejection going on. Mm. And they use that self-rejection to try and escape their present circumstances of who they are in this life. And that's something that I don't align with. That's something that I think is an issue because you are not being your authentic self. I'm so glad that you brought it up because that's something that I was thinking about yesterday. My friend that I was telling you about who I won't say his name but he always talks about astral projection and it always makes me think about all these TikTokers and just people who are using it as a form of escapism because they're unhappy with something in their life. So instead of facing why they're unhappy with that and like trying to work through it, instead they're just saying, oh, I'm just going to astral project and ignore all of my, mm-hmm. <laughs> ignore all my unhealed parts and problems. And it's, it's definitely, it's a very interesting thing that's going on. And that's where I was talking about earlier, like this balance of finding this peace with who you are and then balancing it with this, this spiritual ego that we develop as well. Right. And like finding a good way of having a balance of both, of both. Oh, like I'm actually doing this because it's my higher self, you know, coming through and telling me to do this versus, oh, I'm doing this because it's like cool and part of my identity and I feel like I'm like different Mm -hmm. actually um okay Aaron Apke talks about this quite a bit oh not quite a bit I've heard him mention it a few times is like with star seeds who very heavily self-identify as star seeds and okay like I can't obviously this is just us going off of our own experience our own opinion like we haven't had this experience that they've had but Starseeds in general are very evolved beings, very evolved souls, and very detached from the ego. So, or easier to detach from the ego. Obviously, we still all deal with with the ego, but coming to Earth from like especially fourth dimensional beings or higher dimensional beings, that's not necessarily something they're really struggling with, right? It's not. How do I explain this? Like they're. I'm talking primarily about people who very heavily self-identify with being a starseed where they're like, oh, you know, I'm from this planet and I really like miss my planet. Like I can't, I'm just not at home on earth. I don't feel welcome here. I just, oh, I miss, you know, the water. I just wish I was doing this all the time. Whatever it is, whatever the story right. is. Right. They're like, I want to leave earth. Like I don't want to be here anymore. I see a lot of that too. Exactly. Like that to me is just like you're escaping. And like Aaron says, he's like, most like if you're really a star seed if you're really this higher dimensional being then you have very little ego and it's not likely that you're out here being like look at me oh i'm like from this different planet um and i feel like this might offend a lot of people this it's might, gonna offend some people it's gonna trigger some people this. and it, like obviously not to say like you can 100% be a star seed and still be proud and like think that's fun and think that's something cool to learn about yourself and talk about it like I'm not like you should hold that in but it's just mostly when people really heavily self-identify like the people that I was talking about with the past life stuff and obviously the the group's literally for that so I feel like I was being a little bit triggered for no reason and it's totally my own ego too but it was like you could tell how heavily they like identified with that past version of themselves like trying to mirror their own life almost to match that like being very obsessed with finding out more about it and i understand all of these things i understand being a starseed i like i'm pretty sure i've lived life on other planets i won't tell you i have some kind of concrete like evidence but i'm i'm 90 sure i have memories of past lives i've had feelings and experiences of past lives but I love being on earth. Like I'm very, very grounded. I love this life. I just, everything for me is about the present moment. Like 
my human vessel and like this experience that I'm having right now is not necessarily who I am at my essence being my soul, but I am working every day to get closer to living my true essence by being in the present moment, by embracing who I am and learning about myself and working through my problems. Cause the only way I'm going to get closer to my true authentic self is by moving through the barriers, moving through the layers, peeling back the parts of myself that are my ego, that are this human experience. And the only way I'm going to do that is by actually living this experience and confronting the things of this experience and not running away from it. And, and I feel like it's a subconscious thing. Like people aren't like making the decision to do that. They never do, but I do feel like it's, it's definitely this form of escapism. So I don't even know how I guess (laughs) I got started on that. Well, here's what I'll say on that, because I think that the most important thing for anyone listening to take from this is that what you should be doing is enjoying this present life and seeing it as a gift because it is a gift being able to live on this planet in this current moment. And especially I mean, every life is a gift, but we're going through this beautiful ascension process where you just talked about being on a treadmill. Everyone in your family is going through the same thing. I'm experiencing the same thing with my family. Like my dad is super woke now and my mom is waking up and I'm seeing the same thing. And it's such a beautiful thing to be experiencing. And that's not to say that it's not without its challenges, You know, you're still going to experience challenging things with your family. You're still going to feel maybe like you're judged by others or something like that. You're still going to have those reactions. But the answer to that is not to run away from it and and bury your head in all of these quote unquote spiritual, more higher dimensional experiences and more of these spiritual experiences that you could be having instead of having a conversation with your mom about your traumas and triggers right like that's the uncomfortable thing to do but that's what needs to be done in the present moment so you can't run from that because when you run from that again you're not honoring yourself you're not being your authentic self you're just finding things to distract yourself with instead of going through and working through the lessons that your soul decided were necessary for you to go through in this lifetime. The whole reason your soul chose this life, that it chose your current parents, that it chose the circumstances that you're living in, because it is a choice. And once you start seeing it as a choice and understanding that all of this is here for you to learn, to experience, then that experience becomes much easier Because I think a lot of people, and I see this a little bit too with, you know, it's the same attitude of people who are very aligned with like being a star seed and all this different stuff. I also see this, uh, there's this meme floating around that is like, oh, when somebody is asking for volunteers to go back to earth and you get nominated and it's like a really annoyed face (laughs) and it's, it's silly. It's funny. It's just meant to be a joke. And like, I laugh at it, you know, but we have to look at the deeper layer there and what's going on. And the fact that what's happening is you're just taking for granted what you've been given and what you chose. You chose this, you were given this gift and you said, yes, please, I want, (laughs) and you took it. And then you came to this life and now you're experiencing all this unnecessary misery and suffering because you're trying to go against what you chose, the gift that you decided to take and to receive. Yeah, I love everything you're, you're talking about. It is, it is that inability to connect to this planet and to just be present and enjoy, like you said, enjoy the gift of it. This is actually something, too, that I was talking to my mentor about yesterday because she had this really intense healing session where she kind of got brought back to past lives and tied to essence of the essence of her soul, which comes from another planet. And I like asked her, I was like, Oh, like I, I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not even familiar with the terminology. Like people talk about all these different alien species and like, it's not that I'm not interested in it, but that's not where, what I really care about. Like, I just care about like, how can I like 
love God more and, and channel God through me more? How can I be a conduit for God? How can I spread love and joy on this planet and just enjoy every day to the fullest? Like that's really the only thing I care about is love. That's my main focus. And everything else is it's fun and it's interesting to know about. But I'm like, okay, like what I don't need all of that to be spiritual. Like that's mm-hmm. not really I feel like that's like the the added I think a lot of people care about that, right? A lot of people identify with, oh, I'm so spiritual because, like, I know about all of these different things. And, oh, if you don't know about these things, you're not spiritual enough. But it's like, that's, yeah, it's interesting. Like, sure, like, find find the stuff you're (laughs) you're passionate about. Cool. But that's not what true, like, true enlightenment is realizing that you are connected to everything. It It isn't a knowing. It's not some knowledge you can get from a book. It's a feeling you reach Yeah. by doing usually deep meditation by questioning who you truly are it's yeah, just it's about doing the uncomfortable things right exactly. it's like about doing the uncomfortable things that you don't want to be doing right now that you'd rather distract yourself with learning about all these different species and all this other exactly stuff. instead of like i said talking to your mom or you know dealing with the things inside of you that are eating you up and like i feel like a lot of people because that's a part of who we are we are so powerful as beings we are created in love and like we are we don't need anything we don't need anyone like in reality we don't need help from ets we don't need help from our guides even we don't need help from like it's part of the process and it helps push us forward and they're helping us from a loving place but we don't really need them we are the most powerful the most incredible thing that exists when we align with our true nature of God and love. And we don't need anything else. Like that's all we need is ourselves. And we are ultimately powerful when we just, when we work from that place of God within us, from that place of love. And so I feel like a lot of people get very caught up in this external stuff, like other species, whatever. And there it's, almost fear-based in a sense where they're like you know i'm afraid like these species are going to take over or these they, they, mm-hmm. these people are going to help us these species is going to come and like help us out and they will and they have good intentions and it's exciting and it's fun but you don't need that yes and you know what's funny you say that because we can see this across the board because i also have some friends who i mean i have friends on both sides of the spectrum of both like very radical left, very radical right, and uh, or not radical, I don't know, extreme right, rightists or whatever. And a lot of people who were very strong Trump supporters, it's that same energy that people have with like, oh, these aliens are going to come and save us. It was this idea that like, oh, Trump is going to save us, like he's our savior. And I feel like, again, that's putting the power on someone else and saying someone else is going to help me. Like I'm a victim and someone is just going to rise up and save me or a species is going to rise up and save us. When really, just like you said, like we're the powerful ones. It's up to each individual person, each of us to go through that process of atonement and to figure out our own shit and get ourselves to that place of removing all the blocks. The way that I explained it to a client yesterday is like, imagine yourself like a lighthouse and you have this light and a lighthouse can be blocked by a lot of things. There can be ships in front of it. It can be foggy, but that light never stops shining. So all you're doing is you just have to remove all of that shit that's blocking the light and allow it to shine as brightly as possible. I feel like we don't want to take responsibility often for our reality. I, this is literally what I was talking, what I was, one of the interview questions I was answering yesterday is talking about, um, I guess how, in what way the political or the election does, can't, I can't even talk. Okay. In what way the political election won't have to feel so final, so like heavy. So like everything is relying on this, but it's because we're all just like, we're stressed out because we're confronted with all of these issues. Like we see all these things going on in the world um, in our society with the planet and it worries us and we want action to be taken on it but we're literally the majority of us like not all of us are just sitting at home and blaming like, other people like <laughs> blaming other people living our lives like you know obviously with covid we're at home but like you know in any typical situation working our nine to five job that we're miserable complaining about it complaining about how little money we have how everything's lacking 
just sitting on our phone, like on social media, scrolling, distracting ourselves. And like how many of us are actually working to make a change in our community, Mm -hmm. to impact our society directly to make the change and be the change we want to see in the world. Like we all we are expecting, Oh, we're just going to, all we have to do is go to the voting booths on this day and vote for this one person. And then this one person is going to fix everything and change everything. It's like, you can't, you're totally giving your power away and you're not taking responsibility for your own life and your own reality. Like what you're just going to then now continue on with life as you know it, not change anything about who you are, not change anything about what you're doing, not doing anything to work towards the reality you want to create but oh, but I voted for this person. And then when the other person, the person you don't want to win wins, then you're like, oh my God, life is over. Like this is the end of everything. Like everything's ruined. There's no more hope. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. The world's ending. The planet can't be saved. The children are going to die. Whatever it's it is that- a lot of extremes. Exactly. It's a lot of extremes. And then we get into this like poor me, like, oh, it's so detrimental. Like it's so horrible. But it's like, how about you actually go do something? How about you exactly. get up and like get involved in your community and be the change you want to see like we all it's making radical change you it's not just going to be one person it's, it has to be a people it has to be a communal effort of everybody yeah. stepping up like if you really truly believe for, in something fight for it yeah and do so with love don't do so by resisting the other side just stand and that's what up I and tell fight people all the time believe. too absolutely it's like about if you really care about the things you say you care about because a lot of people use these these issues as just a way of the poor me mentality and just to it's just another way of complaining and gossiping like it's just those toxic egoic traits put into something they think is a good thing <laughs> and i see this all the time on facebook and all these different things like saying that you're going to do something or you know saying that you care about something but really not doing anything about it and again, like it's, it's the famous, the famous Gandhi quote, like be the change you want to see in the world, right? Because when it really comes down to it, you are the only thing that you have control over, right? Like you and your connection to God and your values and how you act on them in your life is all you can control. You can't control other people. You can't control what someone else does, right? You can influence people by by being yourself and being an example but you can't sit there and say oh these people are so awful why don't they just change their ways completely and be more like me it's completely and and it's so funny because i see this so much with like it's this is the most this is the comedy of it all like this is the most hilarious thing to me is people who are uber uber left and they're like, oh, those those right wing people are so racist and sexist and all these things. And they're so unaccepting, like they don't accept anyone. But then if anyone with a different opinion comes to a to a left wing person, they're like, I don't even want to hear it. Like if you voted for Trump, then like don't you unfriend me. Like I don't even want to hear from you. Like out of sight, out of mind. When like I told you, I have friends on both sides. My my friends on the right are way more open, way more accepting, and. <laughs> It's funny because most of my friends on the right are also gay. So it's like these like gay conservatives who are like, okay, so you have this opinion. Like, I want to hear about it. Tell me about it. You know, like they're way more willing to have a conversation than these people who say that they're so accepting and so open and so kumbaya. And they're the most closed off ones. And it's so funny because I'm also seeing like, um, I'm seeing people even within that community becoming aware of it and speaking on it and they get so bombarded for it they're like no these right wings ringer ringers are so radical and so and so bad and so all these things and so all of that is to say like i think that a lot of that comes from the fact that you know a lot of people are listening to the news and doing all these different things instead of going within and understanding what resonates with them and what's true for them and going on their own journey of discovery and understanding and like emotions, right? Like I always say that our emotions are our compass and your emotions are going to point you to where you should be directing your attention to. And if something makes you feel shitty, why, why are you setting your focus on it? Like, what's the point? Well, it all comes with, this kind of ties back into this whole topic is 
you're living your authentic self because politics is a way of self-identifying and you're basically the real identity crisis we're facing is that nobody agrees on who the victim is like you're identifying no matter which if you really like pick that political party like let's say you're really leftist or you're really right you're going to like you feel justified you're like oh like we're the victim of these other people we're the victim of like that's trump's the bad guy biden's the bad guy whatever like he's evil and Mm -hmm. i have to like we're the victim and we're gonna suffer and i'm standing up i'm like it's like the self-righteous feeling of like i'm standing up and i'm protecting everybody like i'm gonna protect the world i'm gonna save our society and our community from this person from this horrible evil person Mm -hmm. and this other side of just blind people who like to kill and rape children whatever it is whatever it is like it's always very very extreme and it's it's happening in the world right not to say not to invalidate that that's not happening but it's this very much a feeling of like oh i'm the victim but i'm going to stand up for what's right and you feel good in doing that because then you go in you vote and you hate these other people and then somehow by hating these other people, you feel like you're the good guy. But really, the victim becomes what it is trying to oppress. The victimizer. Exactly. So it's like you can't fight fire with fire. You can't burn. You're like, you can't save a burning house by adding more fire to it. And that's yeah. what we've all been doing this entire time. And it's because we're identifying as both the victim and the hero of our own story and we're all doing that that's why there's so much conflict right now and just bringing that back to living your authentic self is going within and who you truly are is a being of love and light and living your life according to the values of love and light that is living as your most authentic self and it takes time it's not like, you know, snap tomorrow, you're there. Exactly. It's a muscle yeah. you're training. Like, um, I'm working with one of my clients too, and they're struggling with implementing these things into their life. And one thing that I talk about is like, you know, it's a muscle. It's something that you need to train and work on. Like, I didn't just go from being a non-forgiving person to being a forgiving person the next day i had all the concepts i understood it it resonated with me very deeply and i knew it was important and i wanted to be more like that and so every challenge i was faced with i would feel the anger i would feel the disappointment and then i would sometimes for days just be thinking about it and be upset about it and every time i get upset about it i would just go in my mind over like how can I be more forgiving to this person I would say Mm -hmm. I would this is one of my mantras I say it's kind of like that Hawaiian I don't want to I forgive you I'm sorry and I love you and I would just walk around my house and say I forgive you I'm sorry and I love you I forgive you I'm sorry and I love you and it gets easier with time it was like after four days I felt better about it and I had a conversation with somebody else who gave me a new perspective and I felt even better about it and finally I was able to fully forgive and it becomes easier and easier every single day but it takes a conscious effort like you have to work to do it and you're not going to get there by just running away from it and by escaping into this identity of who you think you are like obviously enjoy the things you enjoy if you love reading about aliens if you love discovering your past lives or learning about your other planetary self go do that just the same as you love and just real quick me i am one of those people yeah definitely (laughs) we're we're not shitting out like i'm I'm over here like i'm an arcturian like aliens i love so i'm definitely one of those people and you know, having, it's fine to have, like I said, right, it's like, like we just said, it's fine to have these things that you enjoy, because that's part of being on this planet and being in this time is that you get to explore as much as possible. So it's fine to explore, but also make sure you're doing the work within and you're always going back to the core of what's going on with you. And having those uncomfortable growth 
points that need to happen in order for you to not just use everything that you enjoy as escapism to just not address the things that are actually happening in your immediate life. Definitely. Like, just don't get hung up on the things. Because it's like, you can learn from all of these things. Like, I have learned so much about my own trauma and why I am the way I am in this life from my past lives. From getting, like, those memories are coming to me for a reason. You're remembering it for a reason because that memory is going to serve you in some way in healing something. Yeah. And so... I recognize it. It gives me a deeper understanding of who I am. It allows me to get to know myself better in this life. It allows me to heal stuff in this life. But I'm not hung up on the fact that I was a priestess in Egypt. You know, I'm not like telling, walking around town telling like, everybody. Oh, oh my god, I- I'm actually I'm a priest. Do you even know who I am? <laughs> exactly. Like it's just this self-righteous thing where it's like oh like i'm i'm actually royalty or i'm actually not from this planet or you know i'm actually my home is on this alien planet but i came here to help but i'm just really i wish i could go home because i miss it so much like it's it can be real you absolutely 100 percent. like i'm not trying to invalidate somebody who really has those memories has right. that intense feeling of longing and missing home but even then take your, like take your power and right Instead of getting hung up on that, like, learn how to enjoy being here. Learn how to embrace life here instead of, it's just a way of being a victim. Like, you, if you learn about a past life where something horrible happened to you, you're learning about it so that you can heal whatever remnants of that are left in this life. It's not so that you can go, oh, yeah, I'm really, like, I'm like this because this thing happened to me two lives ago. And then you're identifying with your pain and you're identifying with your trauma and you're obsessed with the fact that you have this past life trying to find out more and more and more about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not living your authentic self. You're not allowing yourself to be present and and live life the way you're meant to because it's just you're identifying yourself with your trauma. You're identifying yourself with something that's not here anymore. It's in the past. Like, just don't get hung, hung up on it. See it, acknowledge it, learn from it, and take it and move on and like use it as a tool to get to enjoy this life more because that's all you have that's in this what moment it is. is the present yeah. moment it's it's this life you have right now yeah 100% I think that was some real good stuff we have for a whole <laughs> hour I know I know we've a been talking a whole hour's worth of content alright well I guess uh, we will end it here for today this week yes yes for this week we could even do a part two if you guys if you guys want to hear a part two and hear us gabber on about about being your authentic self (laughs) then send either of us a dm on instagram that's linked below um and then you can also find us you can follow us on instagram you can find us on facebook you can find us on a lot of different platforms all of that is linked below this episode And until next Sunday, have an awesome rest of your Sunday. We love you so much. Bye, guys. Bye.